This episode is brought to you by Podomatic, the easiest way for podcast fans to become podcasters. Go to podomatic.com or search Podomatic in your app store to start your own podcast for free and find your audience. Hello and welcome to episode number 353 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. We are back to discuss the excellent return, so far at least, of Black Mirror on Netflix. Um, After a long hiatus, um, as we discussed last week, it's great to be back. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is part two of our coverage. Obviously, we already covered uh, the first two episodes last week, so make sure you check that out. But obviously, there's no sort of continuation here, this being a fantastic anthology show, as it were. and yeah, there's uh, there's no news this week. Funny enough, e. which is uh, yeah, um, which is perfect timing yeah, because when, yeah, we, when we have three meaty episodes to discuss, yeah, those news. These are all like, I mean, two of these are movie length, um, with one of them being a shorter one, a sort of forty minute one. So yeah, this is already a lot to discuss, let alone the content <laughs> here, yeah. which is very meaty and very horror focused as well, mm. which I think is worth mentioning right off the bat. We already had Locke Henry um last week, but then all three of these, I think, um, especially the last two, have such a strong horror focus, it's kind of mad the direction that the season has gone. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, let's uh, let's just dive right in. So, episode three of this season, um, Beyond the Sea. Obviously, we we teased it last week, um, but I think this was one that we were both very excited for when we sort of did that brief look over the synopsises a few weeks back. Um, that is kind of set in 1969, an alternate history, as it were, 1969. Um, and yeah, it was. It, the, the, I guess one thing right off the bat was that with the title and the setting or at least the year we both kind of thought whether this would have bioshocky vibes mm. and i, I guess other than maybe i would say the soundtrack it does to me it didn't because it, it goes yeah. in very different directions doesn't it yeah. um it ends up being a more traditional actually i would say the most traditional episode um obviously as we get into plot in a sec but like it does deal with the you know the putting your consciousness in a different form we, we discussed yeah, very true. yeah this was this was like the the black mirror black mirror episode of this season wasn't it like oh yeah no i've still i still can't help myself with this shit <laughs> yeah we spoke about charlie saying how he wanted to break away from that and i think he absolutely has and obviously we'll we'll get to that more when we discuss the season as a whole but um this is the one that followed the formula definitely mm-hmm. but like i say it's a formula is that is you could have the entire show about that and it absolutely wouldn't feel say, old because this, this, this is still so different yeah this feels completely fresh to any other like you know, put your consciousness in something thing. And yeah, you know, it, it really doesn't matter if, if you've got a great story to tell. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, so yeah, what is the story? Yeah. So basically um, we've got two I kind of really say as well, mm. obviously with our TV uh, specials, yeah. full spoilers from the start. So make sure you've seen all of these episodes. Cause yeah, we don't, we don't skirt around here. We're just going to dive straight in like the knowledge that we've all seen these. So yeah, full spoiler alert. Definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, Beyond the Sea has kind of two kind of pretty pretty awesome kind of leads in this. Um, 
we have Aaron Paul and we have Josh Harmer. And they are both kind of, um, I guess we, I was just trying to remember, we, we see them initially kind of mm. living their lives, don't we? Kind of yep. with their, with their family and like, it's a little bit kind of uncanny valley because you're kind of like it something feels a little bit off but you're not sure what and in particular i remember like aaron paul's character cliff he sits down for dinner with his family and they've all got food and he hasn't and right. i was like <laughs> i was like what's going on here i was like why's, why's he got no food <laughs> and then we kind of cut to them kind of going to sleep and um they wake up um in a in a rare spaceship um and basically the the plot of this it's in a kind of alternative 1969 where yeah these two astronauts are on a kind of multi-year space mission and in order to kind of help them i you know stay sane and 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 kind of you know keep motivated for the mission there's this tech that's been designed where there's a what do they call it? And it's not like a, a synthetic being of oh, themselves. Well, the, yes. Yeah. Replicas. Replica. Yeah. Has been made of them and they can transport their consciousness back down to earth and control this uh, replica that will then, they can then have, you know, live their lives and kind of, you know, the, the space mission that they're on seems like they don't have to dip into it that often. It's almost like they, you know, need to do a weekly kind of check-in and maintenance and have to just make sure they're on call if there's any sort of issue that they have to quickly kind of zap back up to to um, to the space to the spacecraft and kind of fix. Um, it's a really, you know, as I'm describing it, I'm like, man, this sounds confusing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But like, as soon as you watch it, the episode, it makes perfect sense straight away. Um, yeah. And kind of... Yeah, we we meet kind of um, uh, Cliff and David, like I said, in their minimal interactions on this on the spaceship. I'd say that they're not like they're not really close, are they? They just kind of no. they do their chores. They have very brief conversation, especially Cliff. Cliff is a very kind of closed book. Yeah, and then and then they get back into their pods and kind of zap their consciousness back down to Earth and kind of live their lives. And even that kind of. Cliff is very subdued and kind of he's living out in the sticks with his wife and and, uh, son and he's very strict with his son and very vacant with his wife whereas kind of David is kind of you know way more kind of just seems way more happy and is kind of you know going out socially and going to the cinema and stuff and you know just kind of seems like he's having a better time and kind of I guess what 20 minutes or so into this once the kind of set up maybe even sooner like yeah pretty early in the episode kind of the the thing that kind of flips everything on its head is uh when when one rory colkin uh appears and mm. i was like well this is you know this is gonna go bad then like you know <laughs> as soon as you see rory you're like well pe- people are gonna get murdered in horrific way yes. um and and basically um he is some sort of activist that's anti kind of these replicas and kind of basically takes David and his family hostage and makes David watch as his family gets murdered brutally in front of him. And then they destroy his replica. So he is now uh, trapped 
in the space station, no way of getting back to Earth in the full knowledge that his family have just been murdered. I mean, you got to take a breath, really, after that, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's already... it's. I remember, I think I did almost pause at this point and being like, yeah. wow, because not only have they set up so much with like you say these two astronauts their mission how different they are how different they approach their mission and also how different they both approach using the replica um which becomes so pivotal but then this where it's uh, i already love the concept of like oh this would be fascinating for astronauts and people that have to be away for a long time to kind of have this you know light version of your life as it were and still have these these connections and you can kind of push it as far as you want to push it um Obviously, with uh, David being a lot more intimate with his wife and basically seeing it as just himself um, and probably doing all the things that he would normally do on Earth, like you say, going to the cinema and stuff, whereas um, Cliff is basically using it as just like a great communication tool with his family, where even early on, you realize that there's no touching whatsoever, um, which is so important later on as well. But like, yeah, he doesn't even put an arm around his wife or touch his son, you know, he's very much he's just there to communicate almost orders with them and keep them in check (laughs) yeah exactly it's just like oh this is a great video you know tool device but he's not using for anything beyond that um so straight away it's like oh this is amazing this is already so interesting and can go so many different ways but then for them to immediately throw it on its head in such a crazy way like say i did not expect this scene certainly not this early um in like the first 15 minutes of this long Mm. you know 80 minute episode or you know mini film basically because i basically want to treat this like a film because it is one um it was one thing when i was watching it when when i was more in the meat of the episode and stuff i was like this should be in the cinema like this is so good and so creative yeah um but yeah just get so then getting to like oh wow this is what's happened and obviously that scene was amazing it was so tense so scary i think it was probably the scene of the of the season overall um and it's it's a shame that rory wasn't in it more um but he left such an impact yeah and like he's it's crazy that i'd obviously only just watched lords of chaos like two Mm. weeks ago um it must have been in my brain that i knew he was in the season but i forgot because yeah that timing was was wild to me so so to see him again and obviously he was amazing in scream 4 and he's so good in this i just wish he was in more stuff especially genre stuff mm. um but it was crazy like the way it was it was so visceral and again it's like wow what would you do there's already the element of how insane that is to go through yeah. you know you experienced basically dying as well as being killed with your family but then you have the knowledge of well my family is now gone you know my life yeah. that i left behind is no more then you're still got four years to do on this six-year mission yeah then you're, you're completely on your own yeah you're just stuck there now and so immediately i'm like where is this going because you're already going to have like the the suicidal element the kind of just giving up you know they make it very clear that this is a two-man mission yeah. and the mission doesn't work without the two of them which was it's the second they kind of throw that out early i'm like oh this is so good because yeah. like it, immediately you know that things aren't going to obviously go to plan um but i guess yeah not even going further than that like what were your thoughts just at this point up until the actual yeah the killing of his family I fucking like it blew me away from the get go to be honest, and it just kept yeah. building because the initial replica and like you say astronauts and this mission and using this replica as a way to kind of keep them sane and keep them kind of motivated was like I was sold like I said, you know it sounds weird when I was synopsizing it, but when you watch this episode, it makes perfect sense, and then 
when he like like when he was in the cinema and people were coming up to him and being like oh are you you know is that is that your replica am i talking to your replica right mm-hmm. now david and like you know and i was like oh god people are aware of what's going on and i was like really interested in that and wondering how they were going to build on that and then yeah then suddenly Rory rocks up and i'm like oh, okay they're going to have this scene like somehow david's going to escape and his family and it's going to this episode is going to be about kind of these these people that are against the replicants and like you know going against them and everything else and you know we're going to have that and then suddenly he just murders the family and i'm like jesus christ now i'm like yeah i'm so interested in seeing on kind of you know what what the effect has like is it going to be david versus kind of cliff kind of him still having the normal life and david being completely there and then like the second kind of cliff kind of goes back to sleep on the space spaceship i'm like well david's not gonna let that happen and i thought it was gonna slowly be like david trying to get control of his you know chip Mm. and like and and i thought they'd be like uh, I kept thinking to myself, oh, there's going to be multiple times where David has taken the chip, gone mm. down in Cliff's body, and Cliff's just wife pretended. has no idea. Yeah, just yeah. pretended. And I really thought it was going to be that. And then when Cliff, yeah. like, I was I was thinking that constantly. And then suddenly Cliff's, like, says to his wife, um, you know, David's in a real bad way. Like, I've got to help him because, yeah, I can't let him kill himself or just become distracted and not do his end of the bargain because we have to work together. If we don't work together, I'm not coming home. Like, so we need to be smart about this. And and then basically says like, I've got to let David come down and my, you know, use my replicant and, and, you know, just walk in the woods and just breathe some fresh air and, you know, you know, get, get a, get a break because if not he's he's gonna let us down and i'm gonna i'm gonna die up there yeah like instantly when they got that i was like man like that's even more interesting to what i had in my head Mm. and i was just like i was enamored by it and kind of you know these first scenes when then we have you know cliff well sorry we have david but in aaron paul's body and kind of aaron paul given this performance now as someone else Mm. was just was just so good and like um, you know, just seeing this relationship and then, and then, yeah, as you touched upon, like, you know, Cliff just has no physical contact. The second David embodies that, that replicant that like the, the wife is embracing with him and, 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 you know, trying to soothe him because he's crying and distraught and she's hugging him and trying to make him feel better. And it's already like that barrier gets broken so quick and in a way that's natural, you know, it's nothing, there's nothing untoward about it, but you already are like, well, that, that, that barrier that's there between your actual husband and you is already eliminated with David. Mm. And then just seeing how that slowly developed. I just loved it. I love the kind of the angle of him being like, um, drawing the picture on the spaceship and then kind of, you know, Cliff being like, wow, that's incredible. Like if, if I was back home, I'd hang that on my wall. And like David instantly using that as like, well, you know, I could, I could probably draw you one. Like it's, it's probably, it's probably going to take, I'm like, he knocked that up in like <laughs> 20 minutes and he's like, that's probably going to take me like a hundred hours. Like, but I yeah, could draw, I could do one. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, what baller? Like trying to, trying to negotiate more, more chip time. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and like yeah and i just i loved it i loved the backwards and forwards the soundtrack was was fantastic and and just the you know i think i think the the two leads can be you know they're very good and and strong but i think um cliff's wife lana is incredible in this episode mm. because just the way that she slowly you know it's it's her husband that she's seeing like but she knows it's not him but he's given her what she wants more and it's her husband's body do you know what i mean mm. it's like it's such a fucked up scenario <laughs> and you can just see that kind of co- inner conflict in her and and i think it was done so well because i think it could have easily been that she just got enamored by it and then fell for him and that was it and and that it wasn't that it felt much more real to me where it was like she she had these feelings but then she knew that it was wrong and kind of instantly pushed back and and i felt that was a really good way to go with it as well it would have yeah. been very easy for this to just turn into a kind of fucked up love story and it is a fucked up love story but but with her being kind of just kind of along for the ride the whole time yeah i think that's a really good point because i yeah you you once cliff starts oh sorry when david starts inhabiting cliff's replica mm. you, you kind of feel like it's the obvious thing isn't it of like oh yeah. he's gonna start cheating and all this stuff whereas yeah i think even though it goes down a road that you're expecting there are so many twists along the way that you that you want and i do think that yeah it is real it's not portrayed in a fantasy way where yeah like she does just kind of you mentioned the scene obviously when he first gets there yeah. which i think is such a pivotal scene and it's really what ties this entire you know film together is that like him just experiencing this world for the first time and seeing where they live and seeing his family but then when he does just completely break down and show this level of emotion that we at least at this point we didn't even think cliff was was um you know able to to show um he does later on in the episode in a really awful and brutal callback at the end but like at this point he he is very shut off um so for her reaction to see that and then yeah for her to immediately console him with just an arm around you know just a perfectly normal thing of someone who has literally just lost everything and this the first thing that cliff says to her after that first visit is did you touch him and i didn't that was this was so good to me because this was something that like the penny dropped after the episode when i was just thinking about it and it was something that in the moment i was like what a strange thing to ask you know is he already accusing her of cheating like this is really weird that he would specifically say why did you touch him and that's because obviously i didn't realize the full capacity of what was happening in this episode with regards to you know clearly they'd never touched each other um and so for even just that small thing like you say that was the barrier that was broken immediately on his first visit and so from there it is going to lead to a a lingering touch on the shoulder to a dance you know to eventually a kiss and stuff like that so i think yeah i think it's so well read because it is believable and real um and just like classic brilliant sci-fi which black mirror a lot of the time when it gets it right absolutely is is that it's it throws up these preposterous scenarios like what this is you know we're dealing with two astronauts astronauts you know inhabiting the same replica like it's crazy yeah like on paper it's mental but what it all boils down to is just real human emotion and dealing with like loneliness and and acceptance of grief and all of these different topics and it's just so interesting on on so many different levels um um, you know with the whole non-touching thing i was really like just 
it made me think about it so much when I looked at because like when we when I when I when the episode started and you see David kind of with his wife and mm. you know like you say that they're, they're they're very intimate and you kind of then see Cliff and I was like man why is he so cold mm. and then but then I'm like then I was think like as the episode was going I was just thinking about it more where I was like that's not you down there mm. like does Cliff see it as a form of cheating that even if he is inhabiting the replica that's not physically him like do you know what i mean like you mm. know is that a problem to him because it's like yeah that's you know it is a replica but it's like and it's not flesh and blood as we see from when david gets cut open but i'm like yeah like he has drawn this boundary to say yeah that's that's this is a machine like i'm not going to use it exactly like it's me i'm just going to i'm going to be there but i'm not going to fully be there Whereas, and I, and in my, like I said, in my head at the start, I kind of felt like David had the better approach because mm. it was like, he is just fully embracing it as himself. But I'm like, you know, who is right? Because, you know, Cliff has just put up these boundaries because he's like, that, that it's not me. Like, it isn't me down there. And yeah. you know, it's very clear that it's not him. And I just find that super fascinating. Yeah, um, it's in the two different interpretations of the same tech, again, mm. is to me, is classic Black Mirror. Yeah. Like, they, they present to you the morality option, you know, which is, like, if this was real, if you could do replica, it's always if, if, if. How would you handle it? And yeah. so to see these two people, it's why it's just, it's genius of, like, putting two people, one location. Okay, they're astronauts. They're doing this mission. Mm -hmm. They need each other to survive. But their approach to the same outcome, they both have families. They're both clearly doing this just as a job. You know, they both have such different views on the world. And so as that is, like, a counter to each other but then obviously the the realization of david um losing everything and mm. then kind of trying to try cliff trying to understand that which is almost impossible until it happens to him mm. um mm. which again is such a, a crazy part but i before we kind of i did want to say just with the um the early stuff like i love the just as a brief thing, because I know we did touch upon it, like those super early interactions when we don't know what's going on yet, um, mm. when we haven't even seen the space station. I It's funny, the, the food thing, because that would have been such a good thing to know us, but I didn't even see that. Um, but I, I, I think in my in my mind, I called it perfectly just based upon the two interactions, which was the him with the axe and him just being like, oh, I'm still getting mm. used to the grip, which obviously just kind of immediately says to me that that's not a real human. And then obviously the, 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 the theater scene that you mentioned where she's kind of referencing and like oh it, it looks so lifelike yeah. and you're kind of immediately like okay yeah, and, like, and this? <laughs> yeah and so i was already like oh, okay they've they've somehow put their consciousness into these fake bodies and then it, when it was revealed i was like oh it was exactly what i thought but then mm. my brain kept going where i was like oh i wonder if this is like a mission to kind of find a new planet to inhabit because the world has been destroyed so i kept thinking like oh this what we think is the real world that they're sending themselves to i bet that's just a simulation and like their family have already yeah. been killed in some catastrophic event that's what i kept thinking early on right um, oh, i never did yeah that would have been funny yeah yeah because i just immediately was like oh this yeah, seems too great can i know that obviously it didn't go that way because for his family to kind of be immediately taken from him that would have been a pretty fucked up simulation to to do um it would have been great if they were like almost like on a saving the 
planet Earth mission, and the, mm-hmm. yeah, the, everyone had been killed, and the only way for them to kind of go to this new planet, they needed to be more like Adam and Eve instead of Adam and Adam, I guess. But like, yeah, you know, that would have been it, interesting. It, yeah, and then and then, but they they don't know that that it's the end of the world. Hasn't hasn't that happened in the Black Mirror episode? Though I, I feel like yeah, th- there's something yeah. like that. But yeah, th- this almost yeah. would have been too obvious. Where like I say mm. that would have felt like the oh, that's how you indoctrinate these two people is mm. you wipe their memory so they don't remember the traumatic yeah. event which has happened to the Earth and that they have somehow survived as well. Mm. It's like a big problem you have to take care of. Um, but also the year like it being 1969 there was two things that immediately jumped out to me obviously the main one being the cult scene and it being in in la and them clearly evoking the manson cult um and also it being 1969 the year of sharon date sharon tate's murder um so i was already like oh is this actually going to be the manson cult like is this a retelling you know is this is this a once upon a time in hollywood type thing and obviously they kind of show them on the uh the news later and they never mention manson or anything so it's like oh it's clearly in inspired by that but it's not actually that cold um which i think is the right way to do it but then also 1969 was the first year that we landed on the moon Mm. so i was already thinking about that a lot where i was like oh they they must like why else is this set specifically in this year and i think it was more to do with the manson thing than the moon landing thing but i think it was like a it's a weird coincidence that those two big things happened in the same year because in my mind they definitely didn't up and be like oh those things both happened in american history in 1969 like it's very bizarre it's a it's a crazy Um, thing the country was in those two different ends mm. that like arguably like you know one of man's biggest feats like you know and and then you know at its worst this kind of horrific cult that was going around doing these heinous things like it happening in tandem to one another yeah which again is a fascinating backdrop for the episode which i think that's all it is is that once you get out of the the intro which and obviously the setup which is like his family's been killed how is he going to deal with that that's kind of the setup then yeah yeah, none of this stuff is really that important then it just becomes super just about the emotion of the characters and i think that's why a lot of the episode lingers in the middle which Mm. i i have two minor criticisms and and one i'll get to towards the end but the the one i had was i thought the middle part was a little bit too long um it is so key to everything and i think that's why i feel harsh even saying it and i do i don't want to get your take on if you agree or not um but it, it was just that part i remember being the episode goes at such a crazy pace and when we kept getting the painting scenes over and over again and granted stuff is differently happening we're getting we're learning more about the sun they have the the bit where they go to the bookshop and stuff like things are happening yeah i was gonna say um, i i loved it i never felt like it, it overstayed its welcome i think yeah. you know it was the i think in order to because because i think that's where um you know in in those scenes in particular is when lana started to really stand out yeah and, and the wife where she was just you know you could see the conflict and how she'd leave and just stop and listen to the music and music and not even turn back and then like the next scene she's there watching him fucking paint mm-hmm. and then like and then they're chatting and laughing and then they're dancing and you know and and yeah, I just I got really taken away with the, I guess the love story of it, and just mm. this, you know that side of it. And then the, the the I love the fact that like he was recommending these books and stuff. And then and then yeah, like when he's like just I've run out of this this random chemical, and I'm like yeah, fuck off of you. And mm-hmm. and then he's like, can we go into town? Like, can I can I use the car? And I'm like, man, he's. Like at that point, uh, there was just so many things in my head because then I was like, "Fuck, 
he's going to go into the real world then. It's like, is he just going to go after the cult? Like, what's going to happen? Like, how far, like, is he going to, but then he doesn't. Like, he's yeah, just, that's what I thought point, as well. Yeah. Yeah. But at this point, he's like fixed on Lana, like, and he just wants to please her and takes her to this bookshop. And when the, when the, when the, um, when the lady in the bookshop was like saying about his friend and like how sad it must be for him and stuff. And you could just see like, it was, I think it, uh, that scene in, in particular was so underperformed in a beautiful way that I think like, you know, Aaron Paul could have like eyes welled up or overreacted. I think Lana could have done the same and could have really like, you know, done something over the top, but they were just so subdued and it just all happened within their eyes and then just wanted to get out of there quickly. I just felt like it, that hit me even more than if he had just mm. like broke down crying or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really, I really liked that. So yeah, for, for me, the, epi- the episode didn't overstay its welcome. The, and, and when the episode ended, I crave for like five or 10 minutes more. And we'll get yeah, to that. It's um, to the other sort of criticism, I yeah. guess, which yeah, we'll get to. But I wanted to ask you a really important question before we get that far, because mm. it was a question I had, and and uh, I think I might have been the only person that has this question. But I need to ask: Do you do you think the replicas have uh, working penises? Absolutely. Do you think? Yeah. See, no, I don't d- think they do. I don't think they do. Really? Hmm. That does go with one with a theory with the kind of what we saw with David and his family. Correct, um, because because you see yeah. David and his wife and how they when they start. Don't to they reference that at one point? Do they? Did they? Oh, I don't know. Now, in my mind, I feel like someone. I, I'm like said, I, I don't think they just because they're like well you don't eat so you don't need to like piss and shit. Yeah. Like, oh, we, we, just made you, we made you an action man like mm. i think I, it's I like think there's a lot of that. other parts of the us that would be quite useless as well like in that capacity do you know what i mean like why else do we have all of these different parts like yeah but that's why yeah but what parts well i don't know like does he have nipples like that's already a, yeah, a useless part not. of a man's body probably not. <laughs> like, probably not. yeah like like i said that's why i think because because again for me that was when i was thinking like with like seriously like uh, jokes aside with that bit like with the way Cliff was, was like, you know, he's like, well, I'm not a fully fledged like me. So I'm not mm. going to just half ass it. Whereas like, I felt like David was making the best of a bad situation where he's like, yeah, I can't even take my shirt off because you'll see the no nips and then that will ruin it. <laughs> Whereas, like, but I can, I can still do something. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> really I, interesting, I actually. I rabbit hole with it. Yeah. Like, like no, that's bit, really like, interesting. I'd love to know what Charlie's answer to this yeah, would be me, because me, I... Me and I, I, had, I don't think anyone's asked the question in my mind. I bet Charlie has. Oh, absolutely. In my mind, I think, well, it's a replica. So yeah. I think the easiest thing to do is to replicate everything one for one. Like, so yeah. there's no changes. It's just a hundred percent them. Like that would be my guess because otherwise what, what's the point of not doing a part that just seems like more effort. <laughs> yeah. And like, if you're changing parts, couldn't it have been like, Oh, can you make me, you know, a foot taller or something? Like, it's just, it, you're getting into a, changing a it, weird just, area. Like I say, it's just, you know, if you make a Ken doll of yourself, you ju- you know, you don't need them parts. You just, you just clothe. It's a replica. It's not a Ken doll. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just saying, but you know, yeah. it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of uh, effort. To, to put those extra moving parts in well we need to we need to get charlie on a call because uh that's yeah one of the like honestly though like i was be- because of the way that like i said it, it it went more into my mindset of why cliff had decided to no touching 
Mm. And, and David had, like I said, made the best of a bad situation and, and, and had, you know, improvised. And I just kind of, I found that fascinating. And then I was like, I, I need to get off this in my mind, but I can't mm-hmm. help myself. <laughs> it's super interesting. I can totally see the logic. And now that you've yeah. raised the question, I do find it super interesting in this episode. Mm. But yeah, for me, I immediately felt like... Um, cliff just viewed it almost not as crazy as the cult because they were in one extreme direction where they were like oh you know screw all replicas and literally killing people but i feel like he was morally in the middle where he was like i'll do this because it's probably better for my family but i don't agree with it and if it was up to him i imagine he probably never would have done it yeah he would have been like you know what i'll I'll see you in six years sort of thing um i do think as well what one thing i found interesting was the whole like he moved them to this location Mm. this this remote farmhouse and to me this would have made more sense had it happened after what happened to david's family because to me it would have been like oh they're now targeting us we need to bring you to a safe location and you need to stay inside you need to lock your doors you need to not ever go out and become the recluse that she was and then the scene involving the bookstore would have had more danger to it because she would have been specifically breaking cliff's rules whereas none of that was true was it because he actually he moved them to the farmhouse before david like she says like you move me to this place and just be here on my own but there wasn't really a reason for it for me i I feel like exactly what you're saying, though, that Cliff was closer to the cultists than he mm. is, than he was David. And I felt like because he was closer to that and because he resented the replica, he knew that the that there would be people out there that would as well. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, he he had moved them there to protect them. He saw the writing on the wall where yeah, David I think right. was embracing it and David was going out in public and going to the cinema and shit. Whereas Cliff was like, nah, nah, like... People ain't going to like this shit. I don't like this shit. We're moving mm-hmm. somewhere remote and, and we're going to, you know, we're going to get through this like that. And, it, you know, he, yeah, he'd almost seen it as like a, he, he basically created the isolation that he had on the, the spacecraft, mm-hmm. him and his family on, on, uh, you know, on earth in yeah. America, you know, and, and, um, and I think he did it for that reason. Yeah. That he saw that writing on the wall. um but yeah like i said you know even before we get to like the the last few minutes like just all of these different things you know the the amount of conversations we've just had Mm -hmm. this episode just had so much in it like i i was in love like throughout the whole thing yeah um and when yeah when we get to these final scenes and kind of you know cliff and david kind of confront each other and and then kind of there's this convenient um accident that that happens where they where yeah cliff suddenly has to I don't, like what is david's role is to just like hold the tray for cliff because oh yeah well no he's like well he's like the computer guy so yeah. like Cliff's cliff like goes out and actually physically yeah. does it yeah whereas he's more in charge of the buttons like, yeah because basically if there's anything that needs to be done externally on the ship cliff mm. kind of has to you know strip down put on a proper astronaut's outfit and and go outside the ship and repair it and kind of we see it early on in the episode that when they do mm-hmm. that it's a very robotic kind of formulaic process where he puts all of his possessions like watch and jewelry and including the fob to the to the replica on mm-hmm. this tray and kind of when he does it it's like you could just feel the weight of it hitting the tray where like both people kind of knew that it was a bad idea, but there was nothing Mm -hmm. they could do about it in the situation that David had created. And then kind of, but I don't know about you, like 
I didn't have in my head what went down. Like I didn't know what was going to happen. No. Um, I was, you know, I was like, what's that dickhead doing? Why is he going back? Is he going to like try to declare his love or something? Like, what's he doing? And then like, when they have that face-to-face confrontation and he pulls the fucking fob out of his pocket and looks at him, Cliff, like I knew the second that Cliff knew and, and Cliff knew before he went back into the machine, like the second Cliff looked in David's eyes, I saw in David's eyes what Cliff did. Where mm. I was like, oh no, what did, why did he do that? I was like, I was like, please no. And like, and and the way that scene unfolded when he kind of wakes up and you just see the blood splatter on him instantly. And I just, it, it sent a chill down my whole body and I felt sick to my stomach and I, I didn't want to see it unfold. And like, you don't fully see it, which I kind of appreciate because I feel like it would have been too much. Like what I saw was enough to make me feel sick. And then, and then, yeah, the episode for me kind of, it, it, I, I wanted them to, because they sit, you know, Cliff comes back to David and they, they kind of just sit down at the table almost to be like, you know, David's like, well, now you know how I feel. Like, now what? Like, and, and I just had that realization of like, fuck, like, if he wants to live, he needs to work with David now for years. Or does he just kill him? Like, does he kill himself? Like, what does he do? And like, I just, I wanted like a few more minutes of then unpacking what the hell had happened. And the episode just ended. But it, when it ended, like, I just... I almost wanted to hit play again. Like, I just didn't know what to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I just kind of, I was in this moment where I was like, I'm not, I'm not ready to not think about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, it was special for me, this episode for sure. Yeah. The, the way this, this transpires from the moment mm. we get to, um, David sending out Cliff on the fake mission. Mm. Like, yeah, for me, my brain immediately went to what I think Charlie was wanting me to go to with it being a fake out, which was he's going to send him out to die in space mm-hmm. and just launch him away. And yeah, then and he's going to get in that pod and, yeah, he's going to steal his identity. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. I was like, oh, my God, that's so unbelievably twisted and fucked up and black mirror where it's like not only have i killed you but i'm now stealing your identity and stealing your family um and 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 how long he would keep up that ruse for who knows for years like you know i think that that's more of like uh you don't need to see that because the second he'd have got into that body it's all presumed and it would have just yeah. been i'm in your body he would have awoken to the family and then we'd have seen the real cliff just like screaming in space yeah, as he yeah, loses exactly. david david would have been like with his family maybe like putting his arm around cliff's son yeah and almost like doing that with a grin and then it would like looking out into the, the forest, yeah, yeah touching them both. <laughs> yeah, then it would have just cut to Cliff like banging on the door, screaming, and the episode mm-hmm. ends like that. That is the ending, and then but Charlie decided to, to fuck with this. Like that's a that's a horrific ending. Yeah, that's, that's a horrific ending. That's really what I thought was going to happen, and I was like, oh, that's so twisted and so awesome. So then when he let him back in, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Where yeah. that was such an unbelievable swerve in a way that I haven't seen for so long. Where. The second he let them in, I was like, oh, I don't have a clue how this is going to end now. Because the, the my perfect ending that I've just scoped out has just been completely thrown away. Mm-hmm. And and I, and I think that was all intentional from Charlie, where he wanted you to think that was going to yeah. be the ending. And so, yeah, the second he's let in, I'm not thinking about anything that could have transpired. So the moment he then is like, where's my fob? 
I was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't even think about the possibility that he's just quickly gone in his body. Um, so then when he is, like, Russian, I'm I'm in the mindset where I, I didn't have a clue what he'd done. I was like, yeah. what could he have done? Why did he want to go there? Like, Because I, I know he said he wanted to apologize. Um, but for I me, mean, it, hadn't, it hadn't... Yeah, for me, it hadn't clicked at all. Where I was like, I don't know where this is going um and, and so like i was so it was like him rushing to the pod i was eager in anticipation because i just wanted to see and so the second mm. it clicks over and he is covered in his blood that was when it dropped for me and i was just like that's absolutely insane on so many levels you know not only is the family died but like what they experienced was was their loved one you know killing them. Them. and not only that super quick it wasn't yeah it wasn't like he grabbed them and like tied them up. He like mm. them in the space of like two minutes. Like he just ran down with a fucking axe. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it would have been. Yeah, there was no, there was nothing to do with it. Where yeah. no, like I'm sorry or even explaining anything. It is purely just speed yeah, based because yeah, he had to get them and back and back up to the ship. Yeah, and so that's what I couldn't believe it. And so then yeah, when you see kind of Cliff breaking down and screaming, I thought it was just going to end there. And so then seeing him go back on the uh you know on the space station or the mm. ship or whatever i was like oh we're, this is still going so mm. then for it to just be the him kicking out the chair and looking at him and then it ends i was a little bit like oh now it feels too abrupt where if you'd have ended this like two minutes before it would have been okay but because you've given me the tease now i did want to see what was going to happen and i totally get it because it's what you, you you perfectly nailed out all of the different scenarios that could happen after that mm. um and the kind of morality of the situation of like oh yeah well we're even but it's like well we're not really even because yours was a hor horrific you know um and, you know, it yeah, was nothing yeah. to do with me exactly yeah, yeah. and i but had nothing yeah. to do with me yeah whereas i reached out to you and i offered you you know this 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 portal to earth and this to to humanity i offered up my family as friendship and all of these different things and this is how you repay me um so yeah i i so it's like i get it because i don't really know what they could show they're not going to suddenly show them have like a fist fight to the death that would just be awkward and like, mm. and like i say i think it would be more of a long-term thing that he probably would have sat down and tried to figure it out i don't think he would have made a rash decision with the person he is either i think he would have been in shock and mourning for a little while and i do think at a certain point he probably would have just took that space suit out and just gone out into the open area and been like i'm taking my own life and, and luckily i'm taking his with me mm -hmm. um i don't think that would have had the same impact um so it makes sense yeah, even though i think I at the moment I, I felt like it was a bit too abrupt well the second it said like you know directed by and written by i was like oh i want more you know <laughs> I did, I did and I didn't. Like, I would mm. because I always like to have a nice bow tied into it. But I feel like it's such... It, it would have been incredibly hard to articulate it. And I think exactly what you said there is how it happens in my mind. That, that Cliff, being the kind of level-headed person he is, would have would have realized the best way to get to David is to completely isolate him. He wouldn't have killed him. He He would have killed himself. And how he how he would have done that i don't know but then he that he would have left david there on his own to then mm. slowly die or have to kill himself yeah you know um and it's, it's just such a dark episode man like it it really is like it's um like i said it it really left an impact on me it's one that you know as as we've kind of spoken about the you know, I think each episode has gotten better so far. Mm. And yeah, yeah, I absolutely. Yeah, can't say really anything bad about this one. 
Yeah, I thought this was phenomenal, and I think it, it combines a lot of classic Black Mirror elements mm. whilst also being its completely fresh and original thing. I think that the it's absolutely the acting standpoint of the entire season, having now seen all episodes. Um, I think those three lead uh, performances, obviously with Kate Mara as well as the two leads, mm. like exceptional. And I think from from a sort of almost a recognition standpoint this is the one you put forward i think where this is the one that kind of represents black mirror to a wider audience the best way i think even not just because of how good it is but i think this should have been the first episode um because whilst i think this and joan is awful are the two that are the most familiar of black mirror i think this is this is clearly a lot better anyway which would which would help but i also think it just feels like the return like after four years away it needed to feel like it needed to feel like black mirror yeah, it which needed this to does. punch you in the face which is what this does like jonah's awful doesn't punch you in the face like no like, because I'm this is this is the it's, it's the long epic as well where mm. it's the longest episode and maybe that's why they didn't want to go with the longest one but for me it was it was the one that felt the most black mirror but then it was like, oh, we're back with a vengeance and we're here for a reason, you know? And it's like, we're, we're still giving you these morality with tech and all this and that. So, yeah, I, it would have been great if they'd opened with it. Obviously, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, but this is, uh, this is such a phenomenal episode. And I think, like you say, we, you, it's kind of easy to forget that we had Locke Henry just before this, yeah, which was yeah. so amazing as well. So, I think, you know, I was pretty, pretty lukewarm on the first one and I'd kind of assumed I, you know, I even said last week, I'm so glad I had that on the record now before I'd even seen the rest was like, just based upon, upon the synopsises, I thought Jonah's awful would be my least favorite. Um, and it did end up being my least favorite by considerable measure as well. Um, and I'm so glad cause I still think I said that episode's good, you know, so that's yeah. the lowest standard and it's only up from there. Um, but yeah, kind of, it does feel wrong moving on from this episode because it, there's just so much to talk about. Yeah, and and I don't think there is as much to talk about. Not not in terms of just the quality, but just that that is the one in terms of the morality, in terms of the character work, and everything. Like you could literally talk about it for so so long. Um, yeah, this is the but, one that like if people haven't seen like Black Mirror and they're like, mm. oh, there's a new season. I, you know, I could just be like, yeah, do you know what? It's an anthology. You don't have to start from season one. Just watch watch episode three of the new season. See what you think. Yeah, you I know, completely watch agree. that as a movie. You know, you like Breaking Bad. Cool. Yeah, watch that. Like you know, and then and go from there. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It might it might be the best film I've seen this year. I know, honestly, like if you consider it in that capacity, like it's it's really crazy. We'll kind of get to obviously just how insane this year for TV has been at the end. But um, let's move on to uh, episode four, Maisie mm. Day. Um, which yeah, this was this was along with the first one was the the kind of ones that I was least excited for. Um, even though it did turn out to be you know very different to the synopsis, which I think was great. We kind mm. of knew that it was this paparazzi based episode. I think. One thing that's really interesting is like, because a lot of these are set in specific time periods. Mm. Um, you know, the first episode, the first two, in fact, they just, they basically feel like now, you know, they feel mm-hmm. like 2023. Um, whereas specifically these other three aren't. And this one's weird because the other two feel like they have a reason to be set in the era that they're set in. Yeah. Whereas this one, you know, it has like right the the first step at the first scene has like talking about Tom Cruise's daughter Siri being born, mm. um, and it has all this like early two thousands pop throughout the episode, and so it's very rooting it in the sort of early to mid two thousands. And having now seen the episode, I don't really see the point of it. Um, yeah, I don't know whether it just wanted to 
to specifically talk about the paparazzi at that point. Yeah, because like, that's America. what I was thinking. Like I, you know, because because I I think with the English press, I I don't feel like there's been like a a huge like change that it's just been as shit the whole time. But like I don't yes, know whether it's like, easier. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether like in America maybe this was more of the heyday and like it has calmed down a bit or something. I don't because think so, because like TMZ is still I, massive. I wouldn't have thought so either, but it just felt like this or maybe it is just because without the internet and everything else it's more of like the paparazzi mm. having to get leads and find leads and find yeah people you think as you're right as opposed to like now yeah like tmz just breaks on the internet instantly you know well, also and i might um, say that i do i think you make a really good point there is that this is about paparazzis yeah, using leads because yeah there's like a bounty on a photo a specific photo yeah. whereas nowadays someone yeah. would have seen an image of Maisie day they would have posted it on tiktok or whatever and then it'd just be all over the internet and, and that yeah, person that, who that, got it would have just been anonymous that delivery person would have just taken a selfie yeah. like just for banter and then it'd be like oh Maisie's there like okay cool um yeah so i think that's why like i say it's just a weird reasoning yeah. of, of perfectly rooting this in a, in a time and a place because again yeah. much like the last episode my brain was immediately thinking okay what was the what was the major celebrity events because i immediately went to like mm. britney spears where i was like oh right, she had yeah. her sort of big episode around this time and mm. i was like oh is it gonna have something to say about that but then yeah it just ended up being so unimportant in the grand scheme of things but it's funny really when it when it kind of gets broken down but yeah basically we have our kind of again two leads and kind of two parallel stories that kind of then that then cross paths where we have kind of um yeah Maisie Day the the kind of you know episode name um this actress who where where is she she's um oh god I can't remember someone in Europe somewhere, yeah somewhere in Scandinavian I think yeah um, Czech Republic apparently oh okay um and she's filming a movie and kind of uh has a night where she's kind of uh taken some mushrooms gotten drunk in her room and goes out for a joyride which is never a good idea and hits hits the old i know he did last summer kind (laughs) of runs someone over and kind of yeah is dealing with the consequence of that and kind of um you know gets publicly dropped from her movie because of the way she acts post this accident and then um, goes into kind of hiding as well. And um, at the same time, we get, is it Bo? I yeah. Think? Yeah. Um, who is this kind of, yeah, photographer, freelance photographer who is kind of um, takes this photo that ends up causing the celebrity to commit suicide. And she is dealing with the post kind of, you know, traumatic effects of, you know, being the catalyst for this person's suicide, but also being um, broke and, and, and just having no money and kind of, you know, this this Maisie Day kind of bounty that gets put on this photograph becomes so large that, that Bo kind of gets sucked back into that world begrudgingly and kind of starts to, to try to chase down Maisie as Maisie kind of seemingly is trying to go through rehab to get over her drug addiction and kind of, um, you know, I, I guess, you know, at some point we'll go into the final act, but, but, you know, that is the kind of big chunk of the episode. Um, mm. and I think for me, like before we get to the twist, cause the twist is gnarly, like when we, when we actually get to the final parts, but like, I was, I was quite, I was reasonably into it. Like it was one where I was like, it didn't, 
I wasn't, I didn't necessarily feel like I was watching a Black Mirror episode. Mm. Like with this one, um, I just kind of felt like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm enjoying kind of Bo and like her conflict and like this, this photograph that she took, like, again, that like hit me like, man, that's rough. Like, you know, she just took a photo. She didn't realize that she broke someone and like her dealing with that. And like that, and I, and I like that message on, you know, putting that on the paparazzi being like, you know, you don't realize that just one photo can cause someone to really go to that extreme. And like that message I thought was really, you know, important for them to try to, to touch upon. And then in, in the, you know, and, and I was way less interested in the Maisie stuff. Um, that just felt way more like just a generic celebrity, you know, going off the rails, which just d- didn't really interest me. And I think kind of, you know, getting to the twist, it makes sense why that felt so vanilla and kind of generic because it was obviously, you know, a precursor for something else. Um, but yeah, like I, 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 I was into it, but not, you know, after the last episode, you know, not nowhere near as blown away. Um, but what, what about you with the kind of, you know, up until the, the, the kind of final act reveal? Well, it's really interesting because I was so enamored with the episode because i knew that something was up and i knew that like the moment she does this kind of hit and run and at no Mm. point do they ever show it and then that's the the crux is she's then gone missing to this rehab and then we've just got this this pap who's trying to get a photo of her where Mm. i was like this is so boring and so uninteresting and so on black mirror where i was like it's so clearly something crazy is gonna happen so i was so enamored with it because i was dying to know where i was like this was me going full um tinfoil hat from yeah like the entire episode (laughs) i was analyzing to the point where when she's in the diner and she's talking about the pie and we see like the chef for like a second i rewatched that scene like four times because i was like what is like i was like something's gotta be going on here because the the whole thing was so basic in the way it was being portrayed and i ended up loving this so much because this was the one episode when all of my crazy theories finally worked where like i remember watching san junipero the first time and i i remember early on throwing out the idea of vampires because they were like in especially there's a lost boys poster right at the start of the episode but then the fact that they have to go at a specific time yeah yeah like it and and then they're like oh we go to the cd nightclub and all stuff i was like they're the fucking vampires Mm. yeah like it was so funny that it just had nothing to do with that and then they ended up just being like oh yeah it's your consciousness just like every other episode at the time um and whereas so this was the episode (laughs) no it's the best one um but like it so this was the one where i was throwing out so much mental shit was like something happened that night and then the the second she got put in a a, i don't know why but my my brain was in the werewolf realm and i don't know if there's like clues that i weren't picking up on or sorry like um clues that i was picking up on i just can't verbalize right now but for some unknown reason my brain was in the she's a monster realm and i went to werewolves and then so it wasn't so then the second we see her chained up i immediately knew it was werewolves where i was like oh my god it's gonna be werewolves it's gonna be werewolves and then still waiting and when they're when they're like checking her and and taking photos of everything um just the way she's locked up in this giant place as well i was like oh it's so clearly gonna be a monster thing which is hilarious because it makes no sense and i do think the magic of this episode is how crazy that reveal is 
The fact that there isn't a fake out, which I loved, like even after the werewolf reveal, I was expecting some sort of fake out. Yeah. Of, of, especially after Jonah's awful, like that put me on the back foot for the rest of the season because yeah, they did like, oh, this, is, this is actually a movie or something. Yeah. So I was already like, until the episode's over, and it's a bit of a shame, but it was. It, I had this feeling throughout the rest of them, whereas like un- until the second I see the credits roll, I don't know what's real or not anymore because um, I'm always <laughs> expecting that pull Maybe away. And so, awful, yeah, you know? true. Um, so it was like a case of you know getting all the fun werewolf action stuff, which I know we're kind of jumping around and we want to go back mm. to the start, but like it's just part of how I feel. Is that yeah, I was waiting for a fake out which didn't come. So then the fact that it was it was a crazy idea that they finally committed to. Like on paper, the idea of just oh, it's a Black Mirror episode that's about a werewolf. That's yeah. preposterous, but it was so entertaining, and I was so happy that I called it as well. Um, so I think this episode to me was an absolute blast, but I think it has almost no rewatchability um i actually think i'll probably never rewatch this because i think the entire my entire enjoyment of this episode was based around just wanting to know what was going on mm. and then getting the reveal it being exactly what i wanted and it being entertaining but i think if i watch this again i just don't think it'd be interesting because yeah the paparazzi stuff early on like i hate paparazzi with a passion mm. and so yeah seeing it and seeing the the stark realities of what they do and i'm being like yep i'm glad i'm glad they're portraying them as the scum they are but then kind of seeing her later on and her having like a moral compass and being like look i'm a real person i'm struggling and, and i have no other option i have to take this photo of Maisie day to survive i was like really that's i just didn't like her and i don't know if that was as intentional or not but like i think that was just ingrained into me to not like her because of her profession so like i could see where they were going where they were trying to i think this was charlie's way of being like look i know a lot of people are going to hate her so i'm trying to justify i want my like the story makes perfect sense you know of why someone's trying to track down a celebrity and then they have this secret and it's like well that makes sense to be a paparazzi but i almost feel like he knew that they, that has such negative connotations well, the, so he when he knew that at a point in the episode towards the end the the werewolf would be killing a fuck ton of paparazzi that we don't like and we need to be rooting for someone to live yeah so he had so he had to make Bo very likable and very vulnerable and 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 very final girl because if not like we would have just wanted macy to, to just macy to um just tear everyone to, to bits that was another thing as well that for some reason put me on the right path which was when those other paps join i immediately said out loud oh great we've got more cannon fodder for the monster now like i just knew it immediately where i was like oh these people are all gonna get massacred and it's gonna be brilliant like <laughs> so that was so funny to me as well but yeah um what what did you make of it like overall again like i guess like even you know early and then obviously with the reveal because yeah did did you did you have a suspicion that this was going to be like the one that broke the mold like i did well um i put myself in a weird situation when i watched this because um i literally um o- almost let it just roll straight from beyond the sea like i took <laughs> almost no gap between the two episodes because right. I, I was so excited. Like I said, when when Beyond the Sea kind of credits rolled, I was so like in it. And I was like, and like I said, I was like, do I watch it again? And I'm like, I can't watch it again. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I have two more Black Mirror episodes to watch. I'm just going to fucking watch the next one. <laughs> and I watched it straight away. And so probably like for a chunk of this episode, I was still thinking about Beyond the Sea. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I pretty much just went along for the journey. And I, I didn't have my hat on at all. I was just kind of watching it. And that was why, like I said, it didn't feel like a Black Mirror episode for me for like a chunk of it, because it isn't. Yeah. Um, it is just a very vanilla paparazzi story with 
like I said, I, I liked uh, I, I liked the fact that the paparazzi were displayed as, as scumbags, and and like apart from Maisie, um, apart from Bo, like all of them being, you know, just like horrific, trying to get a rise out of you know we see them like uh, with this celebrity where they're just trying to get a rise out of them, and then like celebrating because they've they've got they've got like a photo of them looking bad, and I was like, oh god, they're just so awful. Um, but when they got to like this, this kind of, uh, care home, you know, rehab home and, and it was like Fort Knox and then the other guys rocked up. I was, I was definitely then like, oh, we just got a body count. I was like, oh, okay, what is, what is going on? Because I, you know, I, I didn't know whether it was going to be, I, I, I never kept going back to, to Maisie in the accident because Maisie was so pedestrian for me in the episode so i never the second she kind of left the country where the hit and run happened i kind of was like just forgotten about it because i didn't feel like we were going to get a resolution on it and so um yeah i was still kind of guessing and then yeah when she was tied to the bed i was like oh shit like the they jumped straight to poor Maisie, let's save her. And then I was, I was that second, like, please don't untie her. Like, this is not going to end well for everyone. She's tied up for a reason. Mm. Like, um, and yeah, I, you know, I think the, the werewolf stuff was, was then good. Like it was, it was fun. Like, I think we, you know, we got a, we got a really nice transformation. We got, we got some good kills. I think um, all the stuff in the diner was good. I think it was, it was a bit convenient how kind of Bo ended up like getting the kill and then kind of, you know, that felt very clean to me, you know, it just yeah. it didn't make sense that, that Maisie had kind of just, you know, it, it's the whole final girl syndrome, but it, you know, the, the killer is invincible until they're not. And, and the werewolf was very much like that, where it was just like, it tore everyone up instantly. And then Bo just got the shot away. Um, but, and and then yeah, like I I enjoyed then like you know the, those final moments where it's like, does she, you know, does she give Maisie her um, you know, her privacy or does he does she take the photo that's probably worth millions of dollars, and of course she takes the fucking photo, um, you know, and 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 I did I did enjoy that a lot because I think as we said like Bo was kind of you know being being shown as like this. Oh, they're not all bad, and I, and I like the fact that the episode ended with like, nah, nah, they're all bad. <laughs> yeah. So I did, yeah, like I did enjoy this one, but I think like, I I, I almost like when I when I when I rolled credits on this one, I I was almost like, I've kind of done it a disservice doing it back to back with with uh, Beyond the Sea. Yeah, I could definitely see um, that because it's so different as well. Yeah. Um, um, but, but yeah, I did I did enjoy it for sure. Like, I I really liked the werewolf action definitely like you said mm-hmm. in the in the finale. Um and yeah, I think this was just a this is a really this is the lightest episode by far. Yeah. Like, it's the least going on in terms of morality and ethics and even tech and stuff like that and I, I think it's just it's so simple, but it's a very enjoyable one. And like, like I said earlier, I think for me this was a blast. Um I think I got in some ways I did get lucky just because I was vibing with this at the right time. And for some reason, I'd, I'd earmark this as being the one that was going to be weird. So I think for a lot of people, it wouldn't have landed as well. Um, and I also I wouldn't I, I don't want to take my experience away from myself by rewatching this because I could just see it 
being a different time and a place and knowing what the twist is and not necessarily being like enamored with guessing it right that i don't i just don't yeah. think i didn't like it much so i think this is one that i really i think i enjoyed this better than what it actually is um and i agree with you with the ending that this is just such a simple ending yeah. let's put a put a bow on it and tie it together it's funny because it's almost the opposite of what we discussed with lock henry where like i think the way that ended with like his family and the girlfriend and everything was like they went pure for realism and not like an action movie ending whereas this is just yeah. a straight up action movie ending of like of course yeah. the lead gets the kill off like you say and of course she gets the money shot to perfectly end the movie and it's like yeah it was fun i also think as well like it's so good that this is the shortest episode oh um, yeah, yeah because if this is longer this would wouldn't have worked for me and and so like i'm so thankful that yeah they i think in general they pretty much nailed the run times in terms of this, like which ones were long and which ones were short and i'm glad this is one of the shorter ones yeah we'll get there with that but i think with yeah with Maisie, i think for me yeah this this you know the lock henry and beyond the sea are far and away above this one. Oh yeah this, no one, question. this one is much closer to joan where i'm like it's better but it's not it's not far superior yeah Um, i'm I'm totally with you where like my feelings on it are vastly different but i'm aware that yeah it's not if i was looking at it critically there's definitely more to talk about you know we already Mm. just talked about like the deep fake ai stuff in joan which is such a small part of that episode Mm. um let alone the morality stuff whereas with this it's like the paparazzi conversation i find boring because i just don't think there's any morality there like they try and bring up like like as i said and i've already kind of denounced Mm. them trying to add morality to bow and i just i say no to that immediately where i'm like Mm. no you can there's always a choice like no one's forcing you to do this horrible job like stop i feel like it's more just um putting a spotlight on it really like Mm. i was i was glad that they didn't sugarcoat it yeah and just be like no like the pictures you take have consequence and like and that is kind of like the overall arc of the episode because even at the end it's like you know that picture she she took is gonna give her her millions and just make Maisie, uh, you know, this, this monster. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, I did, I did at least enjoy that they, they went hard on it, but yeah, it, you know, it's not a deep conversation to have because it's a very easy one where it's just like, yeah, they're, they're scumbags. Yeah. It's a fun throwaway one where I think mm. if you, if you had to cut one, it would probably be this just because it has the less substance. Whereas I'm glad it's here because I had such, like I said, I can't understate how much fun I had watching this. And certainly from the moment where I was like, it's going to be the thing. And then it was the thing. I was like giddy with excitement (laughs) dancing in my seat where I was like, I can't believe it. And I was like, please don't let there be a fake out. That was the only thing that was stopping me from having the best time (laughs) where I was like, please. Yeah. I was, I was like, please let this just be werewolves. And I, and I called it and and it was, and I was like, that's mental that they did this. So like, even look back on it now, I'm like, Oh, this, this is the episode that kind of breaks the structure in a completely way, which I think, I think this episode paves the way for like way better episodes in the future. Yeah, yeah, I, I get to as a that. as a conclusion after the last one. But um, yeah, let's let's talk about it. Sadly, the last episode, um, mm. plenty to talk about with Demon Seventy Nine, um, which is obviously yeah. the another one set in a certain time period. This one being set in nineteen seventy nine in England. Um, I think it's worth noting oh, with, yeah. the, with the kind of five that. 
there's two that have a very British angle. Um, obviously, this and, and Lock Henry. You then have the two yeah. very Americanized, American centric storylines with uh, Jonah's Awful and Maisie Day. And then for me, Beyond the Sea, I think is like agnostic, where yes, it is clearly set with mm. Americans in the States. And I know that like you could argue that in that time period, NASA and stuff, but to me, that's more of just a human story. I don't think it really matters where that story's set. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think it's just more about what people experience. Whereas I do think the other four are specific lenses to their, the time and place that they're set in. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, certainly the the location is way more centric, especially yeah. you know the, the, the two in England, very much so. You know, I mean, you know the the the, the location is in the title of one of them, and the year is in the other one. Like mm. it's it's very much <laughs> meant to be you know in those specific locate the, the location is a huge part of the story uh, yeah um, i feel like that is charlie's response as well where like that was yeah. one of the few criticisms of black mirror post the netflix was kind of like oh it's too american so i think he's yeah. and that's why i think with the five and splitting it the way i have split it i think he got the perfect balance so i think it's great yeah i think you know i yeah i haven't got a problem with the balance but yeah this one yeah set in kind of northern england 1979 we kind of um uh we we meet um nida is it i think mm-hmm. um our um our lead who is this kind of sales assistant in this uh shopping mall kind of specifically working in this uh high end kind of shoe shop and um we kind of join her where she's um god i'm already thinking about when i actually get into the <laughs> the, the, the plot of what the hell's going on like this this episode man is crazy um but yeah so she um yeah is working in this shoe shop and she's basically just got this very you know formulaic life uh, doing the same thing every day she she works with the same horrific co-worker who's just like this this girl that's just awful to her and not a friend in any way and just all of the customers seem to be stuck up people who kind of treat her like shit and she has these little fantasies where we we kind of see her we see the fantasy of her like basically murdering either the co-worker or some of the customers and then kind of we flash back and we see that it was just in her head and she's just mundanely continuing her job um this is until she's kind of sent down into the basement to eat her uh, lunch because the co-worker complained about uh the the lunches she eats and how much they stink so she gets banished to the basement and discovers uh what would you call it a little a little talisman i mean it's it's almost like a little domino um yeah. kind of tablet and and um in this kind of old desk that she has and kind of you know she's flicking through these newspaper articles of these kind of murders and mysteries that were going on and kind of cuts her finger and then conveniently kind of book of the dead styley kind of finds this this uh this talisman and kind of um accidentally bleeds on it as we all do you know it's it's just so easily done isn't it <laughs> um and i think i think before we even get into like beyond that this episode really does set up kind of i think tonally with the um the splash card of the the episode and the kind of music that's used for that, and then kind of um, the the visions of her killing her, you know, the co-worker and stuff like that. I think um, it, it really does set up that this is a zany episode and kind of a little bit over the top. And then kind of, 
yeah, she she pockets the, the little kind of domino and goes home with it. And then um, that evening, it starts to talk to her. Um, and that, <laughs> that just, like, it instantly, the voice and just the way, the humor that's involved instantly just made me start to laugh, like, in this episode, where I was like, it's so quiet as well. Mm. Where I had to turn up my TV loads, and I was like, did that, did that little fucking thing just start talking? I was like, is that a voice? And then, like, she chucks it, and it's all muffled because it's face down. And then when she picks it up, the voice becomes, you know, louder. And basically, um, I guess, like, I, I don't know what to describe him, like, a fucked-up genie, Hell's assistant, like, the devil's assistant, wannabe yeah. assistant, like, this, um, what the hell does she call him? Garp or something, Gorp? Yeah, Garp. What does she call him? Garp. Um, yeah, basically this, you know, let's call him, a, you know, a devil's version of genie appears and basically says you have three days to kill three people. And if you don't kill a, one person each day for, for the next three days, um, the apocalypse is going to come and the whole world is going to burn. Um, and he kind of can show her, he shows her in a vision um you know what what that will look like um hilariously as well um he he arrives in his true demonic form when he first kind of appears to her and then decides to tap into her mind and kind of find a a, a figure that she would find more pleasing so he becomes uh one of the one of the pop stars that was on top of the pops that she was watching so he's wearing this just hilarious kind of 70s glam rock outfit for the whole episode which just you know it it it, it never like his interactions never kind of failed to put a smile on my face throughout the whole mm. episode um and and yeah we we kind of instantly kind of get on this journey then of her having to do these three kills and kind of um not coming to terms with it, kind of almost bundling the first kill. You know, she she basically is running away from from um, uh, from from Gorp when she uh, ends up at the kind of river riverbank, and kind of this this uh, dog walker is there on his own, and kind of um, Gorp basically um, uh shows her visions of these people and kind of what they do. And basically he's trying to show her that they are bad people and therefore helping her rationalize killing them and, 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 and does so with great effect in this scene and kind of, yeah, the rest of the episode is her getting the, you know, trying to get the remaining kills um, and, and, and coming to, you know, not ever being on board for most of the episode, but, but kind of, you know, going along for the ride, being pushed by this mad genie the whole time. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, what did what did you think of this one? Yeah, this is an insane episode. Like, absolutely crazy. <laughs> um, even coming off the back of the last I felt one, like, I felt like I was insane just given that synopsis. I got to be honest with you. Yeah, like, I haven't, uh, I haven't got any drink on me, and I felt like I was getting more and more drunk the more I was synopsizing it. Yeah, I mean, I we spoke about it last week and it's worth mentioning again that like what charlie was saying about the season prior to its release and how obviously why he hadn't done black mirror for four years and wanting to really break the mold and yeah. with these last two episodes it's to me it's almost unfathomable that these are black mirror episodes yeah. and i like again i just don't 
ever go online anymore so i'd have no idea what the general reception of this is and i'd love to see if it's kind of uh, what i would guess is it would have to be mixed because it's not normal black mirror so i think inevitably that is going to annoy some people and that's fair if you want them to do the same thing um but i consider myself one of the biggest black mirror fans and have been since day one and i love um how crazy he's got with it and so to see where this is now going and i think what it brings up you know possibilities of the future um i think is insane and i think it's, it's worth mentioning before I, I then get into my thoughts on this one is like the way this is presented is interesting because it kind of has like the splash card and the, the you know the name of the film and stuff but it's called a red mirror film um and kind of has on the poster like red mirror presents and when you go into it it says on the wikipedia that like red mirror is a new label which means that it contains um supernatural elements rather than technology-based stories and then kind of as part of the writing um it says that charlie initially conceived this um as part of a as a companion series called red mirror um but then he ended up including this in this new season of black mirror and so that that to me is is fascinating Mm. you know are we going to live in a world where he just where he alternates between the two every you know four years or whatever and he has a more horror focused tv show which sounds like my dream come true yeah um but also it's kind of (laughs) yeah that's that's my next point is kind of that's what the season was but also the last episode had supernatural elements and wasn't a technology-based story yet that was not under this new label and i wonder if that is purely because of the fact that he wanted to catch you off guard um i think the whole point of Maisie day is that no one's expecting it to be a werewolf story and so i think if he presented this as it's a new horror show i have and one of the horror episodes is about a werewolf that is nowhere near as interesting as or exciting Mm. um so i almost feel like he is caught between a rock and a hard place i get why it's done this way but it's weird for this to be the last episode and arguably have you know less or even the same supernatural elements than the last one where it's almost like hey this is the one where we break the mold and it's like but but you just broke the mold in the last episode so yeah there, there is like a weird confusion there but i do think it's super exciting and we can kind of touch well, upon one, that afterwards i think it's fascinating because the last episode broke the mold for sure whereas this one does feel more black mirror you know because when yes. we get into the ep- you know when we get later into it and basically she is getting these visions of all the different potential victims mm. or, you know, the, the, the bloke that she kills, the little girl comes in to get shoes for the funeral. And then like, you know, she now gets told that she's changed her life. You know, she was going to commit suicide at 29 and he's like, now at 29, she's a mum and she's going to be a nan and, you know, in the future and she's going to have this great life. And like, you've given her that. And like, that is, that's, that's black mirror. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that kind of, you know, sliding doors effect that we're getting in this episode, I think is, is so good. And how our like kind of lead starts to realize not only do I need to kill three people because, um, I need to prevent the apocalypse, but can I actually kill like, you know, how much good can I create by killing some real like pieces of shit as well? Um, so, you know, I really, I really enjoyed you know that level of black mirror that was hidden in this supernatural episode i completely agree and i also think this episode delivered what was missing in the first episode for me which was the fun factor because Mm. i didn't find kind of joan and salma as like a duo funny and yeah and it was interesting because when this starts 
and it's presented in like a grindhouse style i really wanted it to be this super dark horror story and Mm. it ends up obviously having a bunch of really good horror in it but then when we get her with the talisman and when she has that initial conversation i was like a bit i was really worried because i was like okay we're doing comedy comedy didn't work for me in the rest of the season and i didn't really like that initial interaction when he kind of takes the form and stuff (laughs) yeah like i i wasn't on board with it and i was like oh no like if i don't find this funny i don't think i'm going to find this enjoyable and then luckily the next scene after that they're in the shoe store and it becomes hilarious to me immediately when he's like sniffing the old woman and he's like i can smell the death on her she's dreaming for her anyway and and i and like i got the character in that moment and from that point on i thought they were hilarious together and there's so many good bits like when he he has the line of the entire season when he's in keith's house and he's like it looks like he wipes his ass with his house like that (laughs) floored me that line it was so fucking good and so spot on and perfect the delivery oh there was a little bit later as well when when keith's gone into the bathroom to wash himself and he's Mm. just like doesn't say anything for ages and he's staring at her and he's just like you're not gonna fuck him, are you? Like, no, I'll just check it. Like, oh yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that was the second one that killed me. But like oh, it, that whole the that's whole bit, the whole bit in that apartment, yeah. like was, was gold. Like, we need, it was we'll so I've got a whole note written out about Keith that we need to get to. Um, yeah, Keith. The yeah, just their interactions. I was like, oh, thankfully it worked. And so then, so then, even though it wasn't what i wanted reading the synopsis because i thought this was going to be a more like shut up and dance mm. like when it said like she has to commit horrible acts to prevent you know the, the apocalypse yeah. or whatever i thought it was going to be presented in a more dark real not realistic yeah but, like... when when we got the grindhousey logo as well mm. i was the same yeah, yeah. so then when it was comedy i had that initial disappointment and that might have been why i just didn't find those that first interaction in the house funny like when he's shown at the end of the world and she's kind of running around and he's doing his little quips and he's like popping up like the genie i just i really didn't enjoy that and so i was like oh no but luckily from from the like i said the shoe <laughs> store onwards it was perfect to me and then and then i just got that character um i i love as well the, the way he looks the idea of you know, this is a real person that Charlie's based this on, like the singer in Boney M and mm. the the music of Boney M playing a pivotal role. And the music in general, this episode's so good. Um, like the continuation of Bright Eyes throughout the whole thing. Like it's the, the music in general has been very, very good. You know, we didn't even talk about the use of um, Beyond the Sea and stuff, um, which was great. But like it's it was awesome. And I think that has, you, you can obviously ground an episode in the time period so easily with music as what they obviously did so beautifully in San Junipero as well. But mm. I loved it. And it was, it was a great backdrop, let alone like we'll get to like the politics and stuff. Cause there is a lot going on with kind of rooting this in a very specific era of England, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the, the, those quips and it's, it's funny like that. And that first kill is so convenient. It's like hilarious. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you have to kill someone, and then has presented to you this like pedophile, and he's just on his yeah. own, and you can just kill him so easily. Like, look, there's a brick in your hand, um, which was cool because like, I think it it works. Like, it was fun, and it put her on the right path to where she needed to go. Because I think early on, when you're presented with the idea, you already have seen yourself the potential victims you know like we've already been introduced to a oh, lot I of wanted, shit i wanted her to kill her co-worker yeah yeah um, and it's almost a shame that she's never like, a proper yeah. you know target well i'm not gonna lie i think it's to this episode's detriment for me mm. because i was so obsessed with her killing her yeah because i hated her so much yeah and she was so mean to her 
and when the politician kind of rocks up mm. and they get the image and he turns into like devil poli- you know devil prime minister yeah like banishing everyone i'm like oh for fuck's sake and i mm. was it actually took me out of the episode a lot and to the point that actually this episode overstayed its welcome for me mm. because from the minute that she transfixed onto him to when she was in the police cell I, I didn't care for it. I didn't care for any of that stuff because I was almost annoyed that she was going after the politician. And then, because I, because I really wanted to kill the, the work colleague, and then when she ended up not killing him, I'd, I'd almost just re- recited to the fact that, like, oh, that's really shitty. And even if we don't get the apocalypse now, he becomes a scumbag and, like, ruins England. And I was like, oh, I just, I just like... I'm unhappy with all of it, but then then we get back to the police cell because also, what happens to to Gorp? Like he just disappears in those scenes. Which scenes are you talking about? When she's like in the car, and then like she tells, he, she tells him to go away. Yeah, so she, yeah, so she just tells him to go away, and he's gone for ages. Yeah, and like the minute he's gone, I just didn't care either. So like mm. I I it really lost me in those those like ten minutes. Right, and to the point that I was like man like is this is this gonna be over like come on and then like and then he appears back in the police station and i had a good time ending the episode um but like yeah he was he was clearly pivotal for my enjoyment of this episode i can see that for sure like i think it it really centers around him and it's very hard to have like a loner character on their own with no interactions with anyone so yeah i do i can totally see that where she's just kind of going through the motions at that point whereas almost like the plot and the funness is gone We, we just need to get from a to b now where it's like we know who she needs to kill. Is she or isn't she going to do it? We then have like the cop side story coming into it. Yeah, um, and it was just like a sleazy politician is just such a low bar. Mm. Like I don't know, like it just that just felt like too generic almost. Like oh yeah, you're going to turn out to be a a prime minister that's that's awful. Like I should kill you, and I was just like oh, I don't know. Like I kind of in my head, I almost had it because because I knew that this episode was long. And she got the first two kills reasonably quick. Cause, like the first one happens instantly. And then like Keith is the banker. Like we'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in Keith and we'll come back to him. But like, obviously he's going to be a kill in this. And then, and then it's like, okay, what's the third kill going to be? And in my head, I really thought it was going to be the coworker. And I really thought it was then going to be her living with the fact that she wouldn't have even got the coworkers like vision. And then, after killing the co-worker she'd have got the vision that like the co-worker was going to become mother Teresa or something yeah you know i mean like yeah that was going to be the kicker that the one person she wanted to kill was actually the one person that that turned out that like she was gonna mm-hmm. see the error in her ways and become super good and i wanted that to be the morality and when it just went oh yeah don't kill the co-worker there's a really shitty politician like i say that just it really it really like nosedive my my enjoyment of this episode like for me um which was a shame but it did, it did get it back in the end but but yeah like i said i just thought it could have told a better story for that third kill than what what they did yeah i can see that and i think that it is weird but just hence- the way the co-worker story ends because she yeah. ends up ultimately just being the conduit to get to the politician. Mm. And that feels weird from where she's obviously first set up. Um, but I think, yeah, we, I, I need to talk about Keith because yeah, exactly. he, <laughs> he's the best part of this entire episode. I think the, this, that entire section from the pub 
and we always love a good pub scene oh, to like the conclusion scene. of the house scene is that whatever that like 15 20 minutes is is, yeah. is easily the best part of the whole episode and oh for sure for me it started before that because obviously we were introduced to keith in the shoe store and <laughs> the second i see him and i recognize that face um i have such an, an amazing emotional attachment to this because yeah for people that don't know this this actor is is called nicholas burns who plays keith um and he was in a, a massive um or not massive actually but a, a comedy show that ran for one season called nathan barley where he played the <laughs> titular character which was written by charlie brooker and this was my experience that this is the entire reason why i'm a black mirror fan was because i was a nathan barley fan and i ended up watching black mirror because of that and and it's in, it's mind blown to me that we're now twenty eight episodes in to know, Black Mirror, and he's never crossed over until this point. It's crazy to me. And so I, the second I saw time. him, yeah, the, the second I saw him, I was like, oh, I, oh wait, he's not been in it. Like, and, and it's crazy because he's still in so much British stuff as well. And so to see him, I had such a huge emotional attachment anyway but i also find him so funny and such an interesting actor that he was just brilliant playing keith like he he can play creepy and play hilarious at the same time so well so even that initial interaction when he just asked for her number was was mm. classic and, and obviously we get one of her kind of cool cutaways and it's a shame that that's something that is thrown away as well because we only really get like two of them um like the one with the co-worker is so good as well when she like smashes a face in the glass mm. Um, and I feel like that would have been cool because it's like we go away from that because we go to real kills so quickly. Um, so like we don't really need fake cutaway kills anymore. Um, but then to get him back in the pub as soon as he pops up again and she's like looking at him and it's like, oh, this is go time. Like it's just comedy gold when he's like pissing in the street and, oh, and obviously turn... like when he started pissing and I was just like, <laughs> oh, not now, love. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't do it now. Like, and then, like she lingered and I'm like, linger more around the corner. Yeah, I love all it. of this. It like, the performance yeah. in her awkwardness mixed with his creepiness and co and comedic chops was just perfect. And then, like I say, with the genie element of him constantly just being like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, what are you doing?" Like yeah. this is where he was. I feel like most disappointed with her actions constantly. Yeah, he's like, "Just kill him now, just kill yeah. him now." And he's like, "We can just go find someone else." And then he's like, "Oh yeah, do it in the house. That'd be brilliant." You know, he's on his own or whatever. And then the way it's all transpiring with him putting on like the music and everything, it's oh, so little good. Dance, like. <laughs> Yeah. This whole part is just like I need to rewatch this episode just for Keith and this entire breakdown because it's so good. It's and I do well I agree with you like... that the side characters are definitely better than the main character in this episode, definitely. Oh yeah, she's she's she, yeah, she's not great. Well, she it's just cuz yeah, she's so not the the actress's performance isn't great it's just that character is just not yeah, like she serves her yeah. purpose but it's it's similar to Sharon Dance for me where mm. it's like she's just the conduit to get to more interesting yeah. side characters and it's like they always need to show up and do their thing because um, it, it is that scene when he says like yeah he wiped his ass with his house and then you see Keith look around and it's almost like he heard him <laughs> yeah. he like looks around and he's like oh, do you want to go to the bedroom like, and he's like I think I think that's a bit better <laughs> yeah, just like, it, him just like kicking the porn away as well right yeah. Uh, to, to me, away, was... and then like itching himself and being like i need to wash like i gotta I got wash my balls like 
I look because like there's been comedy obviously in, in it, yeah. and it's funny that we've talked about it like with comedy not landing, for example, in the first episode. But it's it's similar of like a Jordan Peele thing, where it's, it's easy to forget that Charlie Brooker made his name yeah. as a comedian. Like the the the, the way oh, these two geez. people have made careers is fascinating. In in like I've said it last week, and I stand by it even more so after these episodes. Is that I think Charlie Brooker is genuinely one of the greatest science fiction writers of all time. Mm. Like no yeah. question about it. And and it's like, but he was known for doing comedy in england yeah. and so the way he's transitioned very similar to obviously jordan peele doing all That's comedies okay. life and then writing and creating one of the best horror movies of all time too in fact like it's it is crazy and so yeah like i'm glad that we got to see that because like i it's, it's weird with jordan peele's movies like we almost don't want them to have any sort of funny elements and like, granted you know like yeah. get out had the side character that was brilliant and stuff whereas us was a, was a lot more straighter for it mm. um whereas i'm happy that anthology can open yourself up a lot more like obviously yeah, with exactly. Jordan, we're getting one film every three years if we're lucky so it's like yeah i don't really want to see comedy from him in that capacity whereas with with charlie it's like no like having an episode that has not only the genie which is funny and it's a completely different style of humor but this keith character which is just pure comedy gold and it's very like old school british sitcom comedy as well mm. like he's yeah. he's such a farcible like he's so unbelievable as a character where he is just like no you just live in a comedy he's like a harry enfield style character um yeah yeah i just i loved it so much it, it made me so happy um I was surprised, yeah. like how um submissive he was the second he saw her with the hammer yeah that was interesting like i wondered like, if that was going to go somewhere obviously we get yeah, the, the kind of twist with the demon and with him kind of calling up the phone and being like why didn't this kill count and it's funny because I thought I thought of two different scenarios that ended up both not being what they went with, which was the first one was that he gave up, so it didn't count. Yeah. Um, but then the second I, one, which I, I that. yeah, but then the second one, which I thought would have been funnier, and I thought this was going to come back in the end, was even though he said it didn't have to be one a day, I didn't know if they were going to be hard and fast with that because obviously the the yeah, I, yeah like the fact that yeah because because he was like oh you're done you're done three. Yeah, and so and, the, and the brother like, comes mm -hmm. back, and I really thought they were going to con her and be like, you know, the second he actually died, it was 11.59, so that one doesn't count. Like, I thought they were going to do something like that, but then they went the other way, which, once they justified it, I liked it, but the initial reveal when he said, like, oh, yeah, he doesn't count because he's a murderer, I was like, oh, that's so stupid. I was like, you should have just done the comedy thing with the time, but then once he was like, nah, it's because he's considered one of us, like, that doesn't count. I was like, oh, no, that's cool, actually. Like, I do like that as a reason. Yeah, no, I, I liked it. Yeah, so they, they made it make sense, and it was fun. Like, I love, again, like, the stupidness of it, of, like, it's already such an absurd situation that you have to kill multiple people, but now for some stupid technicality. And then I love when she throws those technicalities in his face later on as well, yeah. where, he's, where he's like, no, nah, his future, he's one, he's one of our boys. Like, he's one of our favorite people in human history, That what he grows up to be. Yeah. Like he's, And then it's like, yeah, but he hasn't killed anyone now. And it's like, you said that, right? It's like, yeah, but he, he, used to, he bricked his dog to death as a kid. He's like, you said animals don't count. Like, I, I loved that yeah, whole interaction. It, it was good how he didn't want to show her the future or anything, because yeah, mm. he's like, oh, come on, like, can't you say that little old dear like don't kill yeah. him like you know that's like killing hitler for us exactly like, do that. that's exactly what but, it was um yeah like that that was quite good and i think as well like um the whole kind of bundle of of the fact that they got the kill by fluke and and like and then his, his kind of reveal that he's like yeah this is my first time like i'm on probation <laughs> like you know if if I don't perform well, the devil's going to put me in permanent exile. Like, you know, and like, I really enjoyed all of that as well. Cause I just thought he was so funny in the whole episode. 
Yeah. And then like, I, I, and I really did like the fact that at the end, you know, it was just like this weird fucked up, like companionship where they just go off to permanent exile together. Yeah. I love the ending. I, I they're thought not, they're the... not going to be happy. They're just going to be. No, <laughs> no. Like, is it? And I do like that because I do think that, and maybe this is either watching too much horror stuff. So we're more kind of switched on to it than what it would be the general black mirror audience or also just being in a mindset of thinking that Charlie's going to break the mold. This was another example where they did exactly what I thought they were going to do, which was that when they do the kind of the fake out ended of like, when you see, you know, it's a domino and, it, and, and I think that's why they have the cutaways at the start of the episode, because they're, they're trying very hard to imply like, oh, maybe yeah. it's just crazy and none of this happened. But I was convinced it was real. I was like, no, oh, this yeah, world yeah. is definitely ending. And so I feel like that was supposed to be a twist, but wasn't for me, because like as soon as it did end, I was like sick. Like, I'm glad you committed to the story, you know, and you you didn't do the fake out again, which I was afraid uh, of. And as I, I, well, like, <laughs> and I feel like as well, most people would think that they're like, there's romance there and there's mm. a happiness whereas yeah. i don't think that at all i think they no. will they will hate each other for eternity but at least they're gonna have companionship yeah you know, i think definitely. that's what they've signed up to that like they will bicker and moan and do that for all of eternity but that's what they've chosen to do like there isn't there isn't like a oh suddenly with click thing but i think i think a lot of people will get that vibe from it yeah uh, yeah and it's yeah, like it's yeah, there isn't cool. we don't have any kind of love stories you know in the traditional sense like coming off of we had san junipero and we had um hang the dj mm. and these kind of very hopeful love stories whereas yeah any sort of relationships we had in this weren't portrayed in that aspect so i think no, yeah I think, I think the love you know the love story was beyond the sea and look mm. how that ended up because... yeah the worst case scenario ever <laughs> yeah yeah for sure but yeah i love this episode i think um so yeah what, what do you think overall obviously this is five episodes of the, of the season obviously include the two we talked about last week um very different to black mirror mm. but i think for us it's especially works because it's it's like yeah. okay it's the sci-fi show that we love that suddenly broke the mold in a more horror sense yeah i think for me like i've i've kind of you know I, I really enjoyed the season i think you know lock henry and beyond the sea are mm. the absolute standouts you know they are head and shoulders above the rest of the season i think then for me you know, Maisie Day and Demon are reasonably close to one another, where I enjoyed them both quite a bit. I think I had more fun with Demon, mm -hmm. but it did overstay its welcome. Like I say, it did drop quite significantly for me, whereas Maisie kind of ended on a high. Um, and then, and then, yeah, Jonah's Awful is, you know, the, the, the bottom of the pile for me. But I think, you know, yeah, that is still, like, not a bad episode. I think that's the thing. Like, we've seen so many anthology where it's like, and, I, and we've almost because we've we've had so many years of doing this podcast without Black Mirror, um, we've almost been accepting of it. Where we're like, mm. it's okay to have a bad episode with anthology, which is true, because you can just move on to the next one. And like, as long as you have enough good, you can get away with it being. You know, we have that with anthology movies or, or anthology TV shows, where we can almost write off a bad one, especially if it's like a shorter one. It's like, oh, okay, fine. You know, if if Maisie Day had been rubbish and we're like, oh, OK, well, that's only 43 minutes and the rest are like closer to an hour. Cool. OK, well, the other four are brilliant. But it's like, no, all five are really good. Like if you were to put any of these five into like any recent anthology TV show, they'd be one of the best episodes of the season. And Lock Henry and Beyond the Sea would be the best episode of any season. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, I think, you know, that just shows the level of, of 
Black Mirror and this season for sure. Yeah, I completely agree. I thought this this season was absolutely phenomenal. I think it was the very definition of a return to form. Um, because I think if there was ever a slight dip ever from, from episode one to now, we're 28 episodes deep now in Black Mirror, it was last season, which was a very slight decline of like it went to good. And now it's gone back up to the best. Like, th- this shit is so good when it's at its peak. Um, I think overall, this this there's an argument for this being the strongest overall season. I would say it's between this and season three, which was the, the debut on Netflix, because obviously it had mm. Nosedive, Playtest, San Junipero, and Shuttle yeah. Dance. And I think those four, alongside the strong four in these, are, like, very close. And obviously time will tell kind of what resonates more. But you absolutely nailed it with the, with the two of, like, I'll remember Lock Henry and Beyond the Sea for an extremely long time. Okay. And then the, the fun factor specifically that I had with Demon um, and Maisie Day was was so strong for me that I absolutely loved it. And this, this reminded me how much I love Black Mirror. Like, I was flirting with yeah. it at the start of the year. Obviously, with, with TV for me, it's interesting because I'm – currently uh towards the end of season five of lost which is my favorite tv show of all time um and i'd kind of said for a while like yeah black mirror is probably second and then with obviously last of us coming in but i think i can't i don't think i can quantify the last of us in terms of a tv show because it's just an amazing adaptation of something that i already loved and i think it's unfair the 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 telling tale of of maybe maybe we'd have to revisit them but i almost feel like it's just different because i know that story like i've i've loved joel and ellie for 10 years so that's unfair to put that to to two other new things that I didn't I didn't well, know Lost before Lost I didn't know Black Mirror before Black Mirror. The problem Mirror. is you've got you've got three very different things there because mm. you've got you've got Lost, which is a, a you know a multi season of the same story. This, yeah. This, awesome story, but you know this 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 overall arc. You've got Black Mirror, which is just twenty seven different anthology episodes. You know that that arguably. You know, just just you know, how do you judge them in comparison to a traditional TV show? And yeah. then, and then, yeah, the last of this is. I don't think you can hold it to its detriment because it is just this this no unique experience of a TV where it's like each week we were enamored with how they would adapt the show, and 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 it was just so many questions around, you know, adaptation versus evolving versus kind of staying true you know and everything else and it was just you know it was just incredible um and i think you know that is what you know when we talk about horror being a deep genre and how it can have these different levels to it and it's not just like oh i'm running at you with a knife you know there's so many layers to it and i think like those three tv shows so show how like fucking vast you know television can be um, you can't get three different experiences for us in in that way. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Like you say, it's very hard to compare them. But I think, yeah, this is just reminding me of I've mm. loved Black Mirror for a decade and I have to be stronger with that. So I, I am confident in now saying this is my second favorite show ever because I just love Black Mirror. And even though, like say, it is more of a collection of films than anything. And who knows, that might change in the future. Like, We'll have to see, obviously, multiple seasons. We're, you know, we're expecting at least two more seasons of Last of Us to tell the story mm. that we know up until this point. But then who knows that, you know, there's going to be potentially, hopefully, future games to adapt and stuff. So that's very much an ongoing thing. But uh, mm. this was exceptional. And I think that 
considering we've just mentioned it there like i'll say it again i think this for me is the we, you know we're right on the bang on halfway point of the year right now mm-hmm. so you can kind of get a sense of what 2023 has been like and my two favorite things of the year have been tv shows yeah. um like no question about it the last of us and black mirror i like more than any other film um and it's not even close actually um which is surprising because i'm such a big film fan and i've always been a way bigger mm-hmm. film fan than tv like i've always had that argument with people that people are like, hey, I'm more of a tv person i never understood that never in right. a million years i was like the quality of film in general is so much higher than the history of tv but this is just a year that my tastes were catered to so beautifully with tv and film just hasn't been that way that this year so far it is is funny because yeah you know beyond the sea is a great episode yeah and it would be more interesting to put it into a, Mm. a the film top 10 for a normal year but for this year, yeah, like it would be, you know, it would be up there. It would be right up there, you know. And I'm like, you know, in in a in a normal top year ten, where would this one episode stand for me? I think it would do reasonably well. But yeah, this this year it'd be, you know, just like I say, head and shoulders. I feel like we should do it because it just feels unfair. Like even doing what we've done, which I'm glad we've given this an episode, which is more than mm. what we gave the Last of Us. You know, it was always like on the end of other episodes, mm. but like even this feels crazy these three that we've just discussed should have yeah, been like free standalone episodes like yeah, they're so good i nearly um, did like when we when i watched beyond the sea i nearly like messaged and was like ma'am we, this needs its own episode but the problem is like yeah you just never just know until you've seen it is the problem because even after yeah. the last two so i watched three and four and i was like oh we could easily just do three and four but the problem is i didn't know about demon 79 at that point and then it's like well if that's rubbish and doesn't yeah, deserve conversation whole episode on yeah that, like, yeah so it was like it was i only you only know within the context of like oh we should have just done five episodes on all five of mm. these but yeah you, you live and you learn um but yeah this was this was outstanding like it's mm. i'm gonna miss it i'm re- i've had such a great time i'm glad i've really you know been strong in terms of i haven't just binged this in the first weekend like i've watched these Ooh. like one every two to three days over the last two weeks and that's been such a good way of savoring the show um and i'm gonna miss it like regardless of where we go now if it's if he does a sort of red mirror or if he does like just maybe a one standalone episode again i feel like that's due now um but my god what a return to form and he just a reminder it's like in case you forgot no black mirror is the best shit it's the best it's the best sci-fi show of all time um it's so so good and what, what a year for tv man like absolutely outrageous this might be the like i think our best of all kind of show that is like the the yeah. swing in momentum this year in terms of acting in terms of the writing in terms of originality and emotion and character development and all that stuff it's really been cra- crazy like film the films need to step up is all i'll say for the yeah. second half of the year i know i know they really do because i'm i'm not going to touch upon it now because i've not finished the finale yet but like mm. In between Black Mirror, these last two weeks, I have been nailing from. Yeah, I'm, gonna I'm, on, I'm, on, the, <laughs> I'm on the season two finale now, which <laughs> dropped like this week, uh, and I've been loving it. Um, nice. And yeah, I want I want to see how it ends, really, mm. to get my overall thoughts on it. But man, it, I've been having a real blast with it as well. So yeah, it's like, I love. Yeah, I hope like, that's going to be a factor because yeah, I'm I'm 100 going to watch that in the coming months as well. So yeah, that would oh, be yeah, crazy. Well, I, like, you need to now because like i'm like it needs to be it's in the conversation at the year end like oh yeah i'll watch it before year end don't worry yeah 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 Um, Uh, but i'm like um you know yeah tv has been so strong and then like 
yeah, just just like movies in general, like there's not much that's piquing my interest. Like I'm like even like outside of the horror, like Yeah, I'm, I was like, gonna say that, like in what, general like, Mission Impossible coming up and I'm like, Oh well they're always a banger, but like there isn't like that much. Like I I'm just not excited for Marvel right now and the slate mm. they're putting out, you know, and it's like I don't watch the D C stuff. Like, it's just, yeah, just movies this year aren't hitting for me. No, this has been so quiet, like you say, outside of horror. For me, uh, Mission Impossible is huge. Mm. It's the most excited I've been for a movie since the last Matrix film. Um, I absolutely adore those films, and I think this one looks... a Nolan movie as well coming up. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm... I'm excited for Oppenheimer. Um, you know, his recent movies haven't landed as much as, you know, previous ones, but I've got a good feeling about this one. The cast mm. in particular is exceptional, so I hope that that one lands. But, yes, yeah, aside from those two, which are obviously very soon, like, I don't think there's anything outside of horror that I'm looking forward to for the entire year now in film world. No. Um, yeah. and obviously, it's we never have time to talk about them, but this has been probably one of the greatest years of all time for video games like and le- and at the halfway point if you stopped yeah. it right now this would go down in history as one of the greatest years ever and we've still Ooh. got so much insane titles to look forward to like so it is wild for me that like video games and tv have over delivered in a ways that i've not probably ever experienced um video games probably was like six years ago in 2017 when it was this good um tv's never been this good um but yeah film like it's crazy my my biggest love of all those my biggest passion like really really needs to step up um but yeah there's plenty of uh time for that but yeah i mean that's that's pretty much it i guess we don't really need an outro do we that's the uh that was our outro so um yeah that's it that's, that's black mirror done and dusted um let's like say we're, we're returning to the cinema in a couple of weeks so i think we've got a i think we've got a quiet week we'll have to figure something out there's a, there's a few on demand things there's always a craving mm. there's always other stuff so uh yeah we'll figure that one out but uh for now uh Yeah, that was episode 353. Thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone.